0: Hey guys, welcome to Wiki Say What. My name is Greta, and today I have a special guest. Her name is Amanda, and she lives on my hall. She's also a very good friend of mine. So Amanda's going to go ahead and introduce herself with her BuzzFeed article, and I hear she actually has two articles. So clearly she's a very interesting person. So let's hear it, Amanda. All right, yeah. Thank you for that great introduction, Greta.
1: <laughs> I am... Um, took two because I wasn't quite sure what the what the criteria was for a good BuzzFeed quiz. So the first one was telling me they were trying to guess something about me and then the other one I, they were trying to k- create a character from based on what i said. So the first one was um answer some random questions and we'll guess your birthday month. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, they got it. No way. Yeah. So well, they got it relatively around the same <laughs> because they they said either July, August or September and my birthday is August. Wow, right in the middle. So i it it could have been cuz i selected green and green is the the gemstone <laughs> for August, but um either way, i am like blown away i'm I'm like i'm surprised you know like does this prove horoscopes are real does this prove that um the month of our birth dictate how we react to certain pictures that show up on your screen maybe wow you're onto something i don't know know. it was shocking i i am questioning everything (laughs) um but then the second one i took i thought was more a little bit more playful and it kind of gave me an idea about um so it was called the soundtrack to your life Oh, choose a soundtrack to your life and see which famous person would play you in a movie. And who'd you get? I got a Sophie Turner. And I love Sophie Turner. I mean, I don't. I haven't actually seen her in anything <laughs> or but I know that she's married to Joe Jonas and that is a uh, enough for me. And you love Joe Jonas. Yes. So naturally love The Jonas brothers are great. <laughs> um, so it says you've made a, you're made of sugar spice and everything nice. You do your best to remain positive maintain a sunny attitude despite the clouds. Your smile could make anyone's day.
0: Aw I think that's accurate. Wow. Oh, thank you Greta. <laughs> of course. Um, this I really like this. It was cool. Yeah. Well I feel like we know you better now. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Have you ever heard of a man named Maran Karimi Nasari? No. Okay. Well, I am having a hard time pronouncing his name. He's actually from Iran. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. Okay, Okay. He is an Iranian refugee who lived in an airport terminal from 1988 to 2006. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about why he lives in a airport terminal. So that's a span of about how many years? Let's see. That's going to be a solid. I have to do math so quick. (laughs) 88, 98. That's like 16, 18 years. 18 years. Wow. Wow. You really called me out of my mouth there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to call him... um, Nassari, because that's his last name, I think. <laughs> it's okay. a little hard to pronounce. But Nasari, so he grew up in Iran, and he had to seek refuge um, after a few years of life. It was, looks like he was about in his 40s, 50s. And there was some issues going on in Iran, so he had to go seek refuge somewhere. But... He had some issues at the airport. He was trying to get to Belgium, but his status, like his refugee status, his passport, something went really wrong, and he was no longer allowed to go to Belgium. However, the issue comes because he also couldn't go back. He was in France at the time. That's where his layover was. He also couldn't enter France. So he was literally stuck in this airport. With nowhere to go, nothing to do, by himself, I would be terrified. Would you be terrified? Yeah. Where was the airport? It's in France. It's in France. Yeah. So he probably does not speak French, I would assume. Yeah. Wow. I don't speak French, and I would not know what to do. Um, so he had some issues getting paperwork. He ended up just kind of sleeping there for a few days few days turned into a few months, and a few months turned into a few years. However, he wasn't stuck in the airport for a full 18 years. Like, he, there was a point in time where he could have left. It actually only took about a couple years, maybe a year or two, before they were like, okay, we've got your paperwork. Like, you just need to come sign it. However, he refused to sign the paperwork um, just because of, like, Issues with the, um, the people who worked at the airport, the security and stuff. He was like, I, I'm not going to do this. So both France and Belgium offered Nasseri residency, but he refused to sign these papers Oh, because they listed him as being Iranian. But he wanted to be British because he was trying to um, get British status. So that way he wouldn't have issues with, like, work and status and such. But they weren't going to do that. They were like, you're Iranian, so you're going to be listed as Iranian. So he refused to sign these papers for 18 years. (laughs) Like, I feel like after, like, three days, I'd be like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. I'll take it. But I also, like, I've never been in a situation like this, so I don't know that I can... Fully relate. I couldn't imagine living in an airport. I hate airports. I know, right? I feel like it would be like you'd get sick all the time. Did he work? Like, how did he. No. He never. How did he eat? He. So he never worked. A lot of people would walk past him and feel bad for him. So they would, like, provide him with, like, clothes or food. And his family's reaction to this, they actually said that they believe that he's living the life that he wants. So they're not. They're not, like, mad at him or disappointed. They're like, you go, Nasari." <laughs> okay. I feel like most families would be a little upset. Yeah. Um, yeah, to say the least. Also, clearly, you know, not making any money if he's not working. But that doesn't seem to be an issue because in 2003, Steven Spielberg, you know, the famous director, he offered Nasari $250,000 for the rights to his story so they could make a movie. Um wow. The movie was going to be called The Terminal, but... He actually was never featured in the movie. But wow, what an offer. Do they still make the movie? <laughs> yeah, it's still a movie. It's a movie. Okay. But what an offer to be Yeah, if somebody offered me $50,000, I'd be like, sure, you can tell my story. Yeah. Let me be the lead actor. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. So, Nasari was there for 18 years. Um, his time in the airport ended in July of 2006 when he was hospitalized. And his sitting place was dismantled. Oh, Terminal One dismantled. Oh. Toward the end of January 2007, he left the hospital and was looked after by the Air Force, the airport's branch of the French Red Cross. Wait, why
1: was he in the hospital?
0: I, he just got sick while he okay. was at the yeah, <laughs> age, you know. Okay. Yeah, probably yeah. a lot of people are sick in the airport, probably yeah, got makes something.
1: Sense. Makes sense.
0: Um, he was lodged for a few weeks in a hotel close to the airport. But on March 6, 2007, he was transferred to to a shelter, basically, in uh, Paris or near Paris. So during his 18, long, 18 year long stay at Terminal 1 in the Charles de Goulet Airport. I don't speak French. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nasari had his luggage at his side and spent his time reading, writing in his diary, and studying economics. Mm. Oh, wow. He received food and newspapers from employees at the airport and visits from journalists eager to hear his story. And he also received a lot of letters of support. Mm -hmm. He also published an autobiography during his stay. It was toward the end. It was in 2004 called The Terminal Man. That was published. And he was featured in, like, the Sunday Times, and a lot of people reviewed it, and a lot of people said that it was disturbing yet brilliant, which mm. I feel like, based on this Wikipedia article, describes it well. Yeah. It's disturbing yet brilliant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. I just, I cannot imagine living in an airport. I don't want to yeah. spend a whole lot of time in airports in general. Like, if I get delayed an hour, I'm like... This is the worst thing ever. But he literally lived there for 18 years. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Um, Have you ever seen the movie Unaccompanied Minors? I have not. Okay, it's about, like, a bunch of um, teens that get, like... Like stuck in the airport during the winter, and then they just have like the greatest time. So I remember in the ki- as a kid, I thought I thought airports were so glorified. They're like the best thing ever. <laughs> you can do whatever you want, and it would be so much fun. Um, and then when I actually, I think I was like 13 when I first went on the airport for the airport for the first time, and I was like. <laughs> What? <laughs> this is not as cool as I no. thought it was going to be. <laughs> you
0: got to go through security. Yeah. to wait in line. Yeah. Lines are horrible. Yeah. The food is expensive. The seats mm-hmm. are not comfortable. You don't make friends there. No. It's not like this. <laughs> you don't just have a heyday. Oh my yeah. goodness. No. What would you do if you were spending 18 years in an airport? Because I would get bored on the first day.
1: I would definitely pick up knitting. <laughs> oh. And then, um,. I don't know, because then I can knit my own blankets and stay warm. Because I'm always cold.
0: Self-sufficient. As you know, Amanda is always cold. (laughs) She wears hats and gloves to bed. (laughs) Yes, yes, it's great.
1: Um, But yeah, I would probably do that. I'd pick up like some other hobbies. Um, Like I like what he did, picking up economics. I think that's a very noble thing to do, because then he can use something when he gets out. You know. I agree. What a use! Like a good use of it. How old was he? My question is, Mm -hmm. when he was stuck in the airport.
0: So, and like when did it go from? He became stuck in the airport when he was forty two years old. Okay. And all the way to like
1: forty two, so
0: yeah, sixty years old he left. Wow.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's I mean crazy. by then you've already like lived your life and like you know what the outside world's like. I feel like it would be more tough for me right now in my twenties to like Commit my life to living in the airport for eighteen years because then that's like the primal, like the best years of my life.
0: Yeah. But for him, he got he got through his best years already. He (laughs) could he could just Just live higher in the airport. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. Well, what a story. The story of Maran Karimi Nasari. I probably said that so wrong, but. If you look him up on Wikipedia, just look up airport man or stuck in terminal man. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for being our guest today. Thank you for having me. I'd love to come back again. (laughs) Absolutely. We can make that happen. Well, join us next time for a new Wikipedia article. We look forward to seeing you guys.